Hello and welcome everyone to our third episode on abortion rights in Europe. Two weeks ago, we looked at abortion rights in the EU and the European Parliament's position and work on upholding women's rights in the EU. Last week, we were able to get some interesting and positive insights into abortion rights in Poland and the work of the Abortion Dream Team. Here we also spoke about how there is no black or white legislation on abortion. Any existing legislation on abortion is a way of limiting women to this unique right. This very well feeds into the topic of today's podcast, abortion rights in Germany, a country where abortion is just allowed but not decriminalized. I'm pleased to welcome Rafaela as our guest today. Our discussion will cover topics such as Article 218, 219a of the German Criminal Code, which makes seeking abortion very difficult for women in Germany and future prospects with a new German government coalition of SPD, Greens and FDP. If I'm right, there is some hope on the horizon. Let me introduce Rafaela to you. Rafaela is active for Amnesty since one year. She is more specifically involved in the so-called TECO Math, which is a group advocating for the protection of women's and girls' rights. Her focus areas are period poverty and gender-sensible language. She's also active in the workshop Safe Abortion, which aims at creating explanatory notes from Amnesty International on the theme of safe abortion in Germany. And she, from Germ well, she's in from Germany today and she comes from Hamburg. So welcome, uh, Rafaela, as our guest today. Thank you, Mira. Um, yeah, so let me start um, this podcast and this session by firstly asking you, um, what is the legislative situation on abortion uh, in Germany? And I already touched on Article 218 and 219a, but I'll let you elaborate on that. Yeah, well, um, the legislative situation on abortion in Germany has uh, always been difficult and controversial. In theory, people can get a legal abortion in Germany, but this is just on the surface. Um, the, the abortion laws in Germany are quite paternal and assume that women and all people who can get pregnant are not able to make a responsible decision for themselves. Furthermore, the Article 218 that covers abortion is part of the Strafgesetzbuch, the criminal code, which means that the Article 218 is next to murder and manslaughter and criminalizes people uh, who seek abortion and doctors who execute it even though abortion is not legal, but without punishment, if certain rules are obeyed. And well, Article 218 says that uh, generally abortion will be punished with prison up to three years unless certain circumstances are fulfilled. Um, that means firstly, um, the pregnant person went to an official advisory center beforehand And um, there have to be at least three days between the advisory and the abortion. And this might look appropriate at first, but according to the Article 218, um, the advice has to have the goal to convince the woman not to go through with the abortion. And um, in addition, these advisory centers are well known to abortion opponents and the people in need are often victims of the so-called Gehsteigbelästigung, which means um, freely translated uh, street harassment. And I think um, we should imagine a vulnerable woman who has no other choice than to abort and is already under a lot of pressure. We don't know about maybe an abusive partner or precarious living situation or something like that. 
And then she has to go to the advisory center being shouted at and convicted socially. I don't believe that that any human being would decide easily to abort their child unless uh, the circumstances are unbearable. So, so what are we doing here? Um, the German abortion law just punishes the poor. People who can afford it still have the opportunity to go abroad for abortion without being treated like a person not able to make a responsible decision. And a woman in a precarious living situation has to endure not only her own psychological situation, but the full weight of the system trying to convince her that she is a bad person if she goes through with it. So this is the hidden truth behind the German Article 218. Abortion is allowed, but there is a very big but. Yeah, furthermore, Article 218 says that uh, the abortion has to be executed within three months after reception and uh, the abortion has to be executed by a trained doctor. Wow, those are quite a few restrictions. I'm not sure about our listeners, but I definitely was not aware of this. Um, you also referred to Article 219A. Um, how does this article follow on 218's restrictions on abortion? Yeah, and then there's uh, the famous Article 219A, um, which looks also reasonable at first sight. Um, it says that uh, doctors are not allowed to advertise abortion. Um, in practice, that means that doctors are only allowed to publish that they do abortion, but nothing more. They cannot tell which method they are using or give the patients any details. Only the advisory center is allowed to do that. And um, that gives abortion opponents a lot of ammo to, uh, to sue doctors. Um, doctors who offer abortion are the target of many lawsuits because of the Article 219A and because the Article 219A is also set in Strafgesetzbuch, the criminal code, doctors are also criminalized for offering abortions, although it's legal. But there is again the but in shouting capitals. Uh, the article doesn't make a difference between advertising and informing. So abortion opponents often exploit the article to sue doctors who provide abortion. Thank you very much for this really interesting insight. I think that makes people understand the legislative environment in Germany better on abortion. Um, now, you already touched a bit on how this legislative situation affects women in Germany and what barriers it imposes. But may I ask you to just um, elaborate a bit on the barriers, on the concrete barriers a woman faces in Germany due to this legislation that is in place? Yeah, of course. Um, well, women and uh, people who can get pregnant have a lot of bureaucratic barriers to overcome. Um, they have to go um, to the advisory center where they are not only get information, but also are tried to convinced to not go through with the uh, abortion. And we already talked about Gestaltbelästigung. Um, women have to deal with abortion opponents directly because the advisory centers are well known to abortion opponents. And finally, they have to find a doctor who is actually willing to do the abortion. This is a very big problem in Germany. Um, due to the difficult legal situation, many doctors don't want to offer abortion because they fear lawsuits or demonstrators in front of their practice, which is 
also difficult for women on their way to the doctor. Um, due to many women who seek an abortion have to travel far because there is no doctor in the home area and that will lead to higher costs. And there is another reason why this is more precarious for people with low income. I think that made it more clear even um, that women don't don't have um, equal, well, free access to abortion in Germany and that it is not only in countries such as Poland where we see the legislative drawback that women are, um, are limited, but also in Germany where you would actually think that abortion is freely accessible. Um, now I would like to jump a bit onto the media, the role the media plays. Um, so I would like to ask you, what role does the media play in influencing young women on abortion? Well, I'm under the impression that um, the topic abortion is quite rare in uh, movies and series, but uh, when an abortion is part of the plot, it's uh, mostly the same narrative. Um, it's a young woman who got pregnant by accident and we see her confused and passive, um, the yet unspoken word abortion hovering invisible over her. And um, when she starts talking to a friend or a family member, she normally gets no empowerment to make a decision for herself, but a lot of reasons not to consider an abortion at all. And then finally, she has a kind of enlightening experience, like meeting a young, hip, single mother who also got pregnant unplanned and She has it all together because everything worked out for her. She has a child she loves so much, a job that is very compatible with her motherhood and, and a new boyfriend who loves her and the child very much. And um, yeah, and then the young woman decides to quit the abortion and get the child. And, and this is uh, quite one-dimensional gaze the media provides in movies and series um, that aims to kind of influence women. And um, yeah, well, I wish for a more authentic and honest adaptation of the topic abortion, for example, where we see the protagonist struggle with the real problems socially and uh, legally, and what it really means to get pregnant in a, in a precarious situation with no support from family or friends. And for example, when you saw the British series uh, Sex Education, there was actually One episode where Maeve, a 16-year-old girl who lived alone in a trailer park and had to care for herself because her parents were both gone and she goes through with an abortion. And it was the first time that I saw a different narrative on TV. So Maeve was empowered by herself because uh, she read a lot of feminist literature and she had a friend who didn't uh, judge but uh, supported her and led the decision to herself, not trying to influence her in neither direction, but was just there for her. But um, yeah, well, I'm under the impression that this approach in movies and series is very rare, especially in Germany. And, and I think uh, that the media, especially on TV, has the power to influence young people and substitutes education when it is lacking from parents or school. And therefore, it should uh, provide different perspectives. Yes, I totally, um, I totally um, agree with your point that the media as a neutral source of information should provide information and should educate, but not should not try to influence women in any direction. If that's anti-abortion, for abortion, it should just inform women. And most of the times, information actually promotes exception, which is in, in every topic, this is mostly... Um, 
the case. Now, moving away from the legislative uh, framework that exists in Germany, well, I've realized that facilities to seek abortion are not equally distributed in Germany. We, uh, in an earlier call, spoke about uh, Passau, which, uh, where, for example, a woman in need of abortion needs to take a rather long journey to access this service. Um, yes, um, uh, this is extraordinary in, in, in Passau. Um, due to the difficult legal situation in Germany and the fact that abortion is not part of the medical education of doctors at university, there is a shortage of doctors who offer abortion, which can force women in need to long travels. In Passau, which is a mid-sized city in Bavaria near the Austrian border, is a unique uh, situation actually. Um, women who seek abortion have to go to Munich, which is 250 kilometers away. There was one doctor who did abortion in Passau, but he retired last year and there was no successor for nine months. Recently, a, a local female doctor decided to take action. Luckily, um, she did the further education and is now filling in, but she is the only one in a radius of 250 kilo kilometers. And the doctors at the hospital in Passau are not allowed to do abortions because uh, the hospital is municipal and the town council forbids it, except the life of the woman or unborn child is threatened. And due to this situation, there has been a lot of uproar in Passau. A lot of local groups in Passau, for example, Bündnis for Sexuelle Selbstbestimmung, Pro Familia, and also the local Amnesty International group have worked on and supported a petition to, to change the situation on abortion in Passau. They demand that the doctors working at the municipal hospital can decide for themselves if they do abortions on the basis of their doctor-patient relationship. And there have been many demonstrations to support the petition for months. And Passau plays a vital role in the medical infrastructure in the whole region of Lower Bavaria. In the whole area, there are only a handful of doctors who do abortions at all. And the hospital in Passau is strongly needed to provide it, but not allowed to. And there's nothing happening to change this unfortunate situation in Passau. Is there some activism going on? But uh, recently, the petition with uh, about 4,500 signatures was handed to the mayor of Passau, Jürgen Duppa, and he promised to improve the situation for women who seek abortion in Passau, um, yeah, whatever that means, we will see. Well, I hope that the petition uh, will lead to a reduction of the 250 kilometers to actually access the service of abortion. That would be a huge step forward in uh, the equal access in Germany. Now, we're speaking about Germany, um, and Germany has uh, been very present in the media around the EU due to its latest um, government election. Um, the Germany has since since long time uh, was governed by the CDU, um, and the CDU publicly represents Christian values. Nevertheless, they have not publicly pro proclaimed being either for or against abortion. It lies, however, close that the CDU is against abortion, um, as it would otherwise contradict its own Christian foundation. The election in this September, leading to a coalition agreement between the SPD, the Greens and the Liberals, um, might be an opportunity for change in the legislative framework in Germany. Um, so I would like to ask you as an expert, 
Um, are there any indications of decriminalizing abortion in Germany due to this coalition agreement? Well, um, the CDU represents Christian values um, and therefore rejects abortion. Um, but as you said, Germany has elected a new government, uh, a coalition between the Greens, the SPD and FDP, which has just been confirmed, by the way. And uh, there have been indications regarding the decriminalization of the Articles 218 and 219a from the beginning, although it hasn't been discussed very broadly in public. It still is a very polarizing uh, topic, but all three parties are known to be liberal about uh, the topic abortion, especially the Greens and the SPD. The SPD and the Greens both support uh, the women's right for self-determination and the decriminalization of abortion. But uh, the Greens go a step further. Um, both parties want uh, the Article 219a, the article that forbids doctors to advertise abortion, respectively inform publicly more detailed that they do abortion and which methods abolished. And both parties want the decriminalization of the Article 218 by cancelling it from Strafgesetzbuch, the criminal code in German law. It is a start, but in my opinion, it doesn't go far enough. Um, the Greens also support that um, advisory should not be mandatory, and they want protection for women from Gestaltbelästigung, um, abortion opponents. Um, who harass women on the way to the advisory center or the abortion. The FDP, on the other hand, only supports uh, the abolishment of Article 219a. Following these, we can call them diverse opinions uh, on abortion by all three parties. Uh, were abortion rights part of the Sondierungsgespräche? Uh, just to um, put in for the listeners who don't come from Germany, a Sondierungsgespräche are coalition talks in the coalition talks we in Germany uh, when a government is in formation. Um, so were abortion rights um, part of the Sondierungsgespräche or were they overshadowed by what some might call far more important topics such as the recovery um, from COVID-19? Um, abortion rights were a part of Sondierungsgespräche and uh, meanwhile the coalition contract of SPD, Greens and FDP has been published and uh, to my mind um, there will be a step forward towards safe and legal abortion in Germany. Firstly, Article 218 might be finally decriminalized by putting it out of the Strafgesetzbuch and Article 219a might be abolished completely. Um, they want to declare abortion as a healthcare service, which is a result of putting it out of Strafgesetzbuch. Currently, women have to pay for an abortion themselves unless their income is under uh, 1,250 euros. Uh, it seems that this will not change and abortion won't count as health service and paid by uh, Krankenkasse, the German health insurance, for everybody. Furthermore, abortion hasn't been part of the medical education of doctors yet. Uh, the coalition contract contains that this should be integrated. Currently, doctors have to do further education for abortions. Well, and the mandatory advisory for women who seek abortion is still untouched, but uh, to prevent Gehsteigbelästigung, the advisory will be offered also online in future. 
um, yeah, I think this is not ideal, but at least it saves uh, the women the confrontation with abortion opponents directly. And the contract also says that the advisory should be result open. Currently, it is stated in Article 218 that the advisory has the goal to prevent an abortion. Okay, so there seems to be a change on the horizon. Um, are you happy with what has been prioritized by the new government regarding women's reproductive rights? Or would you suggest um, that the government can take even more steps um, to help women um, accessing abortion in Germany? Well, but what I am missing in the coalition contract is uh, more effort in prevention. Um, although it seems that Germany will make a step forward regarding decriminalization and more self-determination for women with the new government, but uh, still emphasizes bans instead of empowerment and support. Um, when we look at other countries like the Netherlands that have the most liberal abortion laws, but also um, the lowest abortion rate in Europe, we see that there are better ways than uh, bans and the Netherlands provide easy and cheap access to contraceptives and furthermore, the sex education in the Netherlands is highly qualified. So, yeah, this German coalition contract also contains a part about contraceptives to become free for people with low income, but it is very vague and, uh, yeah, I fear that it might be attached to a lot of red tape. But we will see what will happen in the coming legislative period. Um, yeah, well, and about uh, women's rights in general, um, I was very pleased to read that uh, femicides are part of the coalition contract. Femicides have been a big topic for Amnesty International for decades. Uh, at MAF, we just had a campaign about femicides in Mexico for the 25th November campaign, the uh, International Day of Violence Against Women. In Germany, femicides haven't been investigated individually considering gender-based motives yet. I hope they will put it into action now. Thank you very much. These were some interesting insights into um, how the new German government might uh, advance in terms of women's rights and also uh, more specifically abortion rights, while also highlighting that there is still more to do than what is just mentioned in the coalition agreement. And it's important to keep in mind that mentioning in an agreement doesn't mean that they're going to pursue it. So uh, I really hope that in the next year's um, the coalition between SPD, Greens and FTP will advance on this uh, topic and be an example for other European countries. As we've seen from our other episodes, um, other European countries like Poland uh, are rolling back on abortion rights. And in this sense, Germany would kind of be a role model uh, in showing that it goes, it's, there's an other way and a good way to approach the topic of abortion. Um, so now you're as part uh, of the Tico Muff, you are currently working on policy recommendations for the new coalition. Uh, for the new coalition, um, can I ask you what are policy recommendations that you are putting forward in your motion? Yeah, well, we are still working on the recommendations. Um, Amnesty International has recently published the explanatory notes for abortion internationally. And we are working in a separate workshop on um, transferring these notes on Germany and articulate a petition for the new government on the basis of these explanatory notes. In addition to the decriminalization and uh, self-determination for women, 
and people who can get pregnant, we are working on some recommendations regarding prevention, like easy and free access to contraceptives, better sex education in schools or empowerment workshops for sexual self-determination. Furthermore, we want the health service to be accessible for everybody, also in rural areas, which, like we talked about earlier, for example, in Passau and whole Eastern Bavaria is a catastrophe, especially for women with low income. Thank you very much uh, on giving us insights into this. I'm sure that there is not everything to be published yet, but we're um, we're going to keep an eye open for the when the motion is coming out. Um, so to come to our final question, um, I would like to ask you, so following on our last episodes, uh, podcast episodes on the EU and abortion rights in the EU and specifically in Poland, do you believe that the EU has a role to play or should this all be done on a national at the national setting? So should abortion uh, legislation be determined by, for example, Germany, Poland, or has the EU to play to maybe take over this role of legislation? Um, to my mind, uh, the access to safe and legal abortion is a human right and a pillar for gender equality. And therefore, a European basic agreement might be a good thing. Um, the details, of course, uh, should be settled nationally. But I imagine the basics set on European level could improve and accelerate the development towards an ongoing improvement on gender equality and women's rights in Europe. I hope uh, the MEP I interviewed maybe earlier, Irene Tolleré, is going to uh, listen to the podcast and get this insight. I feel like um, discussion and discourse between national settings and European settings are more important than ever and how the European Union can support national settings in achieving the best outcomes for the citizens. Um, in this sense, I would like to thank you, uh, Rafaela, for your input today. Um, it was very interesting to get the um, position on abortion rights from the, from Germany uh, compared to what we heard earlier from Poland. Um, I would just like to uh, reiterate that we... We are very happy to have heard about the Article 218, 219A, its uh, implications for you, uh, for women uh, accessing abortion in Germany, and uh, also about the hopes maybe for the future that the new uh, German government uh, will um, liberate abortion more and maybe get rid of 200, Article 219A and um, modify 218 so that women in Germany can access abortion uh, without any barriers or less barriers. Of course, there's more to do, but each step is a step forward. In this sense, I would like to thank you um, and finish the podcast. And um, yes, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Mira, for inviting me. <laughs>